Welcome to Radwell's Automation Nation. Adjust the volume or put your favorite earbuds in and let's explore the manufacturing and automation industry together. I promise you if you love the industry or just cool technology, you will love our podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to episode five of Radwell Automation Nation. In this episode, we're discussing automated material handling in an industrial warehouse environment. Automated material handling can be a great asset for an industrial warehouse operation. We've blogged about it and we've experienced it firsthand. Automated material handling definitely helps improve efficiency when managing inventory. But what are the ins and outs of implementing a material handling system? And what are some of the things to consider before implementing such a system? Joining us to answer these questions and more is Brian Janis, Global Procurement Director at Radwell International. Brian graduated from Virginia Tech with a BS in Mechanical Engineering in 2014. He has since been involved in various automation, construction, and optimization projects, including numerous conveyor systems, automated shipping systems, various data-focused warehouse improvements, and planning and installation for two Swiss Log auto store systems. Thank you for joining us, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me. Before we get into some questions with you, Brian, could you start by explaining to our listeners exactly what a Swiss Log auto store is and how it works? So an auto store is basically an inventory management system, inventory warehouse management system, which consists of robots and, and bins. These bins are stored on the floor as opposed to in shelving, and they're stacked one on top of each other up to a height of about 16 high. For the auto store specifically, which is kind of unique to it, is that those bins are stacked on the floor, and then there's a grid that encompasses those bins on top of that grid, there's actually railing, uh, aluminum railing, in which robots will run on top of. These robots then pick up the bins and move them around the system and deliver them to different ports and different areas of the auto store uh, in order to manage the, the workload that's coming through the system. So be it for orders, be it for consolidation, whatever that inventory or whatever that warehouse specifically is trying to accomplish that auto store is able to, to move those items and store them effectively. Brian, I'm curious to know what needed to be considered before moving forward with installation. Like, What's the process of planning for this type of system? Well, the process for planning this type of system uh, can be very complicated. It just depends on what type of inventory you're storing, uh, where the warehouse is, what the warehouse looks like, how tall the warehouse is. A lot goes into the environment and what specifically you're looking for for an automation system. And there's a lot of things that need to be considered before you even consider an auto store in particular. There are other solutions as well which do this, but auto store specifically needs a very flat floor. So the warehouse itself has to be something that has a flat floor or could be taken to a flat floor. And when we talk about flat, it's, it's a lot flatter than what people think. And that's a big sticking point, too, with some auto store systems is that flat floor. But past that, what we look for is a building that has at least about a 30-foot ceiling, 30-foot clear, that is. And that's so that you can get the proper height and working functionality of the auto store, as well as be able to get up on the system, place lights, fix any robots, or, or do any kind of maintenance above the system. You want to have a little bit of a comfortable height. We have installed uh, a system with a little bit shorter height, but we do kind of look for that higher height. It, it gets a little tight once you have a lower, uh, lower ceiling height than about 30 foot clear. Besides that, though, the next thing past the warehouse is 
what type of product you have. If you have product that's big and heavy and bulky, an auto store system probably isn't for you. If you have product that's smaller and maybe you group them together or have uh, packages or quantities, case quantities, then an auto store probably is something that's more along your your av- avenue. The bins themselves are, are are about a foot by a foot and a half in size, and so typically when you think about that, that's the kind of products on the bigger side that that need to fit there. They do have smaller bin sizes too, but uh, their standard bin is about that foot and a half wide by a foot and a half wide by then about a foot deep. So. If your, if your product doesn't fit in there, obviously an auto store is not really a, a good option for you at that point. I know each system is customized, which obviously means each system is different. How long on average would you say the process is from planning through to installation? So once you've kind of decided that the auto store is what you're going for, from the point of committing to it through to the go live of the system, it's about 11 months. During that time period, you'll need to do things like arrange your IT system and infrastructure to work properly with this new installation. And then, of course, there's the installation of it, which takes a a fair amount of time as well. For all auto systems and for most automated systems, there's some kind of ramp up, uh, startup testing phase that you'll have to go through as well. And that's extremely important, too, because you need to verify that, A, your system's going to work, and B, your processes behind your system will work too, uh, either IT or uh, auxiliary processes, conveyor systems, anything that's kind of attached to your automated inventory system. So from that point to actually getting the keys is about 11 months. And then what people forget sometimes too is that past that, you still have to fill the system. It doesn't come fully loaded with your inventory. So there is a bit of time that'll take that uh, most people refer to as a ramp up period where you have to add inventory to the system in order for it to be effective. Are most automated material handling systems custom or are there standard types that can be installed as well? Each system is kind of unique, but especially with AutoStore, every system is going to be custom, which is a nice part about it. It's custom, but at the same time, it's kind of standard. The system itself is very flexible. So you can put it in any kind of warehouse with any kind of shape or size. Our Willingboro system is actually very unique in how it delivers items to the picking ports. It has a mezzanine and actually a a cantilevered area of the auto store grid that comes over to these picking ports outside of the regular storage area, which is more rectangular and more traditional of an auto store system. In terms of other auto store systems, some are very standard. There's very standard ASRS systems or even shuttle-based systems that fit within a specific footprint. And there's also others that are very custom. You could fit those same types of systems in a large area or a small area and kind of work within their different constraints in order to apply what you want and how it'll fit in your system. There's also some smaller systems too, which could be as small as eight foot by eight foot which store items and can automate the, the processing and pulling of those items and delivery of those items to whoever's picking. So in general, I would say that the most auto, automated material handling systems are a little bit custom. A lot of them do have that standard kind of feature to it, but there are so many different applications and so many different products that these systems handle. It's almost to their benefit to have a little bit of a customality in it. Brian, what are the benefits and operation experiences from this type of system? And are those benefits immediate or does it take time until we see them? 
There's actually a couple different benefits that an operation will see. One of them will be an improved efficiency. With all automation, you always improve efficiency of it. But another one will be a, a bit of redundancy as well. For certain systems, that redundancy will be dependent on the points of failure. So for an auto store system, there are a small, there are a few points of failure. And when those points of failure do occur, it's redundant enough to flip over and continue functioning without really much effort. There's other systems where points of failure may be small, but the time to fix that could be very large. Typically, an auto store system is low point of failure, low time to resolve the problem. So that's a big benefit, and you can see that through. But operationally, efficiency is a huge one. We personally, uh, here at Radwell, we saw about an eight times gain in efficiency through the auto store system. We also were able to consolidate our orders through the system. So we were able to take a process which had to be delivered to a area of the warehouse and the orders picked from separate areas or separate bins or separate locations within our warehouse then had to be manually consolidated into that final package that goes out to our customer. With the auto store, we were able to get a system that delivered all those bins to a single person to then pick and consolidate them together without ever having to move. So they would receive bin after bin, as opposed to in the past, we would have to go out to separate bins with potentially multiple people to bring those bins or the products in those bins back to a single person, which would then take it and consolidate those items together. So operationally, we, we had a huge immediate impact from doing that. What this does downstream too is it allows you to really kind of focus more on issues within the warehouse or problems that come up on orders and really manage the inventory better. And, and that's really a huge thing with what we've been able to accomplish with our auto store is we've been able to really focus in on what type of products we should store, where we should store those items, uh, how best to manage cycle counting of these items and traditional inventory functions. At the same time, we've been able to expand and kind of contrast quickly with the different volume of work that comes in. The auto store is flexible enough where we can handle 500 orders one day and 2,000, 2,500 orders the next and not really blink an eye. Uh, that's really a nice part about it. So the ramp up period for uh, seasonality is very short with an auto store and, and with a lot of uh, automated material handling systems. So those are benefits that you'll see immediately. I know the transition to a new system like this is time consuming. How did employees accept the new system and work through installation and implementation? So naturally, I think everybody's a little nervous about change to begin with. However, we worked with our employees and really we reassured them that this process is going to be better for them and for Radwall as a whole. And there were a lot of employees that saw that benefit. And then there were a lot of employees who took some time to see those kind of benefits. Uh, at the end of the day, though, we really worked with them to help understand how to use the system and what the benefits of that system were. And that's where we kind of focused on, on how to help them kind of accept that and, and go through implementation. That transition was actually fairly quick. We even had at one point in time with the auto store, it's a very simple system. It's very intuitive. It's very user-friendly. 
and it doesn't take very long to adapt to this new process. So once we've got people to actually use the system and process live orders and to pick items from the auto store and induct them into the auto store, they really kind of uh, gravitated to it and saw the simplicity of it. I mean, one example that was, was pretty impressive was we actually got uh, a few of the vice presidents and the president of the company to come down and induct into the auto store after only about a two to five minute quick training and overview of how to do it. Um, so that's pretty impressive. A lot of them, if we took them into the warehouse and told them to put items into the bins, they may not have known how to use the handheld scanner that we use to do that. But the auto store was simple enough where you could see a lot code, you could see the information, you could see the product, and you could quickly apply that with the interface of the auto store to put those items properly into a bin. And we didn't really have any mistakes from that either, which was pretty impressive. While we're on the subject of challenges, were there any surprises for management that came up during the installation process? Some of the surprises. I mean, we, we didn't have very many, but some of the prize, surprises that we did have pertain to the, the installation of the system and, and some of the particulars that you go into when you're trying to build a system like this. We had uh, a warehouse that was existing and the one of the biggest surprises that kind of caught us was the need to fit around the existing building so the existing floor the existing walls we really had to kind of adjust to that so in terms of for management that was probably the biggest surprise was hey this is a little bit bigger and a little bit more important than we originally had anticipated we knew that some work might have been done and might have needed to be done but we didn't really understand the full scope of that until we really dig uh, dug into it. Really, it wasn't as bad as as one might seem, but we were able to accomplish this, and and we had the same then kind of viewpoint for our next auto store system in Texas, and that was a lot lot more comfortable and a lot more streamlined for it. So I would say that those were probably the biggest surprises is really around the installation. Besides that, we kind of knew what we were getting. We knew what kind of system we were jumping into. We had been to several other locations that use the system and several other companies that use the system. And uh, we were able to see how it worked and see the effectiveness of it. Uh, so we kind of anticipated those things early on much better than we did with the installation of it. Can a system like Swisslog Auto Store be increased in size if an operation outgrows their system after the installation has been completed? Absolutely. That is one of the biggest parts of an auto store is it's very customizable and it's very flexible. One of the things that we were talked to about in the very beginning of this and kind of prepped on was the potential for the system to be expanded. Early on in the design process, we had talks of, okay, where would we actually expand the system? How does this warehouse set up and what are our avenues to expand if we do need to? As a growing company, we, we constantly expand stuff. We, we break down walls, we bust over areas, we change this, we change that. So being that, uh, being that way and being that growth focus, we needed definitely to get a system that kind of fits our style. And the auto store is that same style. It, it's very flexible and you can actually add on to the system while you're still running it. Uh, so that's huge. You, you don't want to shut down a system in order to improve it. You want to keep it going and then add on that extra area. 
Does an operation need to be a certain size to qualify for an automated material handling system? What are your thoughts on that? Me personally, I would say that an automated material handling system can really be used anywhere. We have different needs and different businesses, even within our own business, that we've even looked at for doing automated material handling system. While we've not exactly committed to doing some of that in certain areas of our business, and in others we have, obviously, with the auto store and with an automated shipping and, and other devices. But there are applications which even of the smallest sizes can require an automated material handling system. Really what you're getting with an automated material handling system is quick organization, delivery, and kind of security of your inventory. And what that means is if you put something away, you're going to come back to it and know that it's in that location and be able to quickly access it. Or to the point where you may have it planned to come to you at a certain point in time. An inventory management system and an automated material handling system combined can do those things. It can help you plan for the future. It can help you deliver items consistently and on time. And that's really where those benefits come in. So as it goes to size, I think that really doesn't matter. I think it depends more on what your application is and what you're trying to do with that system. And obviously you have to look at the price tag and, and kind of rationalize the cost of it as well. You can't spend more than what the process itself is worth. Okay. The question I think everybody probably wants to know is what are the costs associated with installing this kind of system? And are there any potential surprises along the way with regards to add-on costs? For the most part, the costs are pretty upfront. There are some add-on costs that will occur. We've actually, each time we've spent just a little bit more than we anticipated. And that was really because as we got into the process, we said, and we had the opportunity to add in more stations early on, and we jumped on those opportunities. So as a, as a deems cost, cost is pretty solid up front. Now, for us, that was a good portion due to our budgeting and our, our thoroughness of evaluating the different options and solutions and what would go around the solution to that. So we did look at it as not just an automated inventory system process uh, or an automated system process or just installing that one thing, but we looked at it as a bigger project with potentially multiple vendors. So that's where I feel like that we took an approach that said, okay, this is going to be the cost of the system itself. And this is going to be the cost to install the system, including potentially extra sources or outside sources that may need to come in, barring any kind of constraints. So we looked at all those things in order to make sure that our costs weren't really a surprise by any means. So I would say no real surprises in regards to those add-on costs. Brian, thank you for joining us and for sharing your experiences with automated material handling. SwissLog Auto Store is a fascinating system, and we strongly encourage anyone who can see one of these systems operating in person to take advantage of the opportunity. I know at Radwell, we have this system at our headquarters in Willingboro, New Jersey, and also at our location in Arlington, Texas. We may soon have it at other locations as well. For those of you unfamiliar with SwissLog Auto Store, we recommend visiting their website. We've included a link in our episode notes. We've included some video links, too, so you can see Radwell's custom SwissLog Auto Store in action. In addition to those items, there's a link to an article that was written shortly after the Swisslog Auto Store installation at Radwell headquarters was completed. 
This article offers some great advice for an operation considering the move to automated material handling. To contact Brian Janis with any questions, you can find his email in the episode notes. Thank you for joining us for Episode 5 of Radwell Automation Nation. Until next time. To learn more about Radwell, visit radwell.com or connect with us on social media. To contact us about this podcast, email automationnation at radwell.com. Thanks for joining us.